Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, we have a Houston Texans standoff and a quarterback controversy, Anthony and Moose. Hello! What's up? Uh, before we jump into all of this uh, wild headlines, uh, fans, if you're enjoying the show, please go to iTunes and give us a rating. We have a uh, few comments have come in already, so thank you very much. We had someone gave us one star, but didn't leave a comment. So we have no idea what we did wrong to upset this person, but <laughs> leave a comment and we'll get better in the future. Yeah, that's the idea. So give a review, not just a rating, a review, a comment. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if you want to give us feedback, you can reach us at 3bfantasypod at gmail.com or 3bfantasypod on Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up, please. What I want to know is which one of you guys is the Houston Texans standoff? I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Which leaves Anthony as the quarterback controversy, which being the Chicago Bears fan oh, sounds <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I just uh, want him so bad. I just want Russell Wilson so bad. Yeah, we talked a lot about Russell Wilson and uh, Chicago last episode. That's probably won't be featured uh, this one mm. until he eventually gets traded, if he does, which would be crazy. Probably well, not. I mean, uh, this isn't one of our headlines this week, but everything I've seen is that uh, Pete Carroll might be the odd man out. Well, if you had to decide, let's just get into it a little bit. If you're Seattle fan base for the Seattle ownership and you had to decide between Pete Carroll and the whole coaching staff and even your GM or Russell Wilson, who would you choose? Pete Carroll's gone. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not even, I don't even have to think about that. Yeah. It's easily Russell Wilson because one is replaceable and one's really hard to replace. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Being an amazing franchise quarterback. So I'd give her, and here's the other thing I was talking about. I was actually, t- I was at uh, Gorge Point Pub today, one of my, my home away from home, talking to Chef Zach and, uh, you know, big fan of the show. And I was talking to him. He's a Seattle Seahawks fan, uh, diehard. And I was talking about, listen, what's the worst case scenario if you give Russell Wilson everything you, everything he wants? Total control, like Tom Brady level control you're still going to be pretty good. Even if he messes up or he's calling bad plays or he recruits players that don't work out, you're still going to be okay. But the flip side is if you let Russell Wilson go or trade him, you're definitely going to suck. So like you might as well let him do what he wants. You know, if they had a mediocre quarterback, then it's like, okay, try and shake things up. But this is a top QB in the league. Like not just talking fantasy, but just, real football like yeah, real it's talk. so hard to replace him so yeah 100% Pete Carroll's gone I think I think at this point he should they should be looking elsewhere anyways like after what was it the first three years where they won the Super Bowl and made it to the Super Bowl like they haven't really been they've been competitive but they haven't been the team to like take the next step to get back there like they're always right. lacking somewhere right. else so I don't know yeah, they're uh, always in the they're always in the playoffs, but not not a true contender. They're li- missing right. something. Exactly. And so maybe Russell Wilson has has a point. They're always in contention because 100%. because of him and they're just missing that that extra piece. So, I agree 100%. Since we're talking quarterbacks and uh Houston Texans standoffs, I'll jump into this headline which is um one of the major headlines which came out today that the Houston Texans are prepared for Deshaun Watson to sit out the entire 2021 season, which to which Moose responded, well, yeah, obviously. Like, what did you mean by that, Moose? Well, I'm, he's already <laughs> said he would sit out. It's not like they have, it's not like they have a choice. You know what I mean? Then, it's, there's, there's, he has said and confirmed it. You trade me or I'm sitting out and Houston's suddenly like, oh, uh, well, I guess we have to prepare for him to sit out. <laughs> That's what the man said. You know, he gave you an ultimatum. It's not like you have to prepare for it. But if, to me, if this you're choosing was like, not to trade him, you got to prepare for him to sit out. To me, this was Houston saying, "Fine." They're called like to me. It's it's Deshaun Watson is going all in with seven deuce unsuited in Texas Hold'em, and they don't know he's got seven deuce. He's bluffing, and they're like, "Oh man, I don't know." And then like, "Yeah, you know what? Call." They're calling his bluff, and I don't know what hand they got, but if they're prepared to let him sit out the whole season, I feel like that's a – I don't know. I feel like that's a stronger play than 
Deshaun Watson sit and choosing to sit out the whole season. Okay, well, if we're talking poker, I think I think we're at the end of the hand, <laughs> and the Texans were dealt pocket aces with Deshaun Watson, and they seemingly folded those aces um, before the hand even started. <laughs> and and that's why he's not done dealing and they're like we got aces just let him go just let him go him. exactly toss him into the pot and uh and that's why they're in the situation they're in now i mean deshaun watson's an amazing quarterback i don't know why they can't figure it out with him but now they're at a point where uh you know he's well, probably not gonna play yeah this all stemmed from because i know we got into the discussion like now athletes want to be more involved in decision making but i think the issue with him was more that they did ask him for his opinion and they didn't take it so yes so ultimately it was houston that kind of shot themselves in the foot here but the thing is the the way i see this playing out is okay let's say um deshaun watson sits out the same thing is going to happen with him that happened to all these other people that sat out like Melvin Gordon, where you're just going to get fined. You're going to continue to get fined. So basically all the money that he, he, he signed for, he's just going to be giving money away. So at some point he's going to come back mid season if he does decide to sit out and then play for them. So it's not, this is, here's, I think this is the worst thing for him to do. Maybe, but another thing to look at is like, how much money has he made so far? You know, he's probably made more money than he'll ever need in life. Yeah, his guaranteed money is good. But uh, but ultimately, like, when people were, like, shocked that J.J. Watt went to Arizona, they're like, how could he just go for the money? Was that really the best landing spot to win it wasn't. Uh, a Super it was, Bowl? That wasn't, it was, his, that wasn't his biggest offer. Uh, apparently, it, did you hear gar- a bigger offer? There yes. was ga- No, the guaranteed money was more than any other team gave him. So I think I'll guaranteed that, money... Let's have- let's vet that, but the gu- guaranteed money is a big deal for a a veteran of many years who could get injured. Right. That's a big yeah. big deal, especially somebody that's already been injured too. So the thing is, it, it's a little bit about the money. Like Deshaun Watson, even if he got the coach that he wanted, like they're nowhere near Super Bowl contenders. So basically, all he has to go on, go, oh yeah, to go on is his money at this point. They're not winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. So sitting out, you know. Y- like he's, you're not it's not be like he's as broke. It's not like he's broke though. It's not like he's sitting here going, "Oh my god, if if I don't play this season, I'm going to be homeless." Right. Like he, has, no. he has piles of no, cash. But, it, so. but that's not but that's not the case. So it's just being fine and giving away free money and the fact that I'm not going to com- I'm not going to say the exact situation is going to happen, but like look at Le'Veon Bell when he sat out his season the season before the guy was still the top running back in the league. And then he went to being a nobody. So I'm not saying Deshaun Jacks, uh, Deshaun Watson, when he comes back, will be a nobody, but it's definitely not to uh, not going to benefit his career. If he sits out a full season, which we're still not sure he's going to do, but if he does, I don't think it benefits him at all. I mean, he's just like stomping around because he didn't get the coach he wanted. Like if they didn't ask him, Uh, I I think it's, I think it's a bit more than that. I think it's a little bit more than that. I mean, you said it before. They asked him for his opinion. Yeah. And then just said no. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys. They asked him his input in searching for the new head coach, right? I think it was several things. I think it yeah. was game, okay. game plan, coaches. They they basically said, uh, well, he said, I want to be a part of this. They said, be a part of it. He gave them ideas, and then they just sort of discounted them and said, or in my in my view of it is no no like you're just here to sit in the meeting you're not actually participating is is what is what i see as the why he feels disrespected you know it's kind of like yeah sure come to the meetings but uh you know but you're, also, you're not here to say anything well even if you do say something and they wasn't, don't take wasn't your, that yeah. more the russell wilson thing yeah I that was the russell wilson thing. i, I, I thought think, it was i think it's the same thing with deshaun watson okay but even let's say they they listen to his opinion, like just because you give your opinion doesn't mean they're going to take it. If they don't agree with who you think should come in, the the team uh, the the staff is looking at the team as a whole. So like I don't know, it's just but I don't, it's but, just I don't crazy. E- but I don't even think it was like uh, it was, I understood it was that kind of thing. Went- it was it was just like. No, we're not even going to listen to that idea. It wasn't like oh I, we'll entertain it. It was just like no, we're not listening. I, to that. Yeah, and I I'd really understood it as. He didn't really go out of his way to ask for input, but that they approached him, be like, 
would you like input or we want your input on the hiring process for GM and head coach? And he was like, okay. And then they just didn't consult him at all. And they're just like, here we go. It's Nick Casario and uh, David Cully. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then that to me was the last straw because of everything else that's gone on trading DeAndre Watkins, trading their draft picks away. Um, you know, that just the general dumpster fire that has been the Houston Texans. Now JJ Watt, you know, asked to be released. So just one of many, many things. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I, I don't know how much these, uh, I don't know. For me, I would want my quarterback to pick my coach because we've seen it work incredibly. Uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they got along, fantastic. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they get along, fantastic. You know, why would you I not? I don't know if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick got along that well. Oh, well, <laughs> Uh, but, it, but it certainly I, works. Yeah, get, get and serious, in both Dave. of those cases, they didn't I think they got along coach. really to well. To spend all that time together, I'm pretty sure they got along. Well, Tom Brady left, guys, because he yeah specifically after how many years? Yeah, okay. After, after six Super Bowls, no big deal. Yeah, sure. It means they had a good working relationship, but I wouldn't characterize it as they got along. Okay, however you want to say it, Dave. Anyways, they, they worked together QBs, and won. Neither of those QBs chose their coach. Yeah, but that's not my or point. had any say. My point is that it, it worked out. Okay, it just worked out that they they had a good working relationship. So why, if your quarterback is saying, I'm going to have a good working relationship with this coach, he is going to be able to coach me in a way that I can excel, why would you discount that? Yeah. Sure. That's important. Well, they did. <laughs> they <Yeah>. discounted it. <laughs> and now look where they are. Anyways, we'll see how that plays out. It's going to be very interesting. And Moose is in the hot seat as the Deshaun Watson dynasty owner in our dynasty league. He's could be feeling the heat. Anthony, what's your headline? So my headline comes from uh, Pro Football Talk. Uh, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury said that the coaching staff is confident Chase Edmonds can serve as the team's primary running back. So with this being the the headline, um, it seems like Kenyon Drake's out. Um, and Chase Edmonds, well, I mean, they could sign him for like no money, but I think they shouldn't re-sign Kenyon Drake because I don't like Kenyon Drake. Uh, you heard me talk. Well, you, well, they shouldn't I don't, sign him because I don't, I don't, like, don't him. like him. Well, I don't like him for my fantasy team. I don't like him for fantasy. Like last year when we were talking preseason in our keeper league, who I was going to take, uh, uh, I was, I believe I was second pick. So as my second pick, I was going to take Kenyon Drake. And then I was like, nope, can't do it. Not reliable enough. But anyways, we saw Chase Edmonds. We, we saw some pretty great games from Chase Edmonds. And like, did he's we a very skillful play. Did we see that every game? No, because he wasn't the starter. He, we saw it when Kenyon Drake was injured. Now that goes to show that when, the, the the lead running back is out. Chase Edmonds can definitely take over the reins. It wasn't just, we didn't see the flashes while Kenyon Drake was there, which we did as well, but we did see him as the lone back do well. I will pull up the stats now just to prove I'm my not, point, but I'm I'll not let you sold, guys. I'm not sold on it. Well, discuss a little bit. I'll pull up the stats because producer Jim doesn't work on the yeah, weekends. He, he's not said. a guy. I mean, I'd get him in the late rounds. I'd be happy if I picked him up in the late rounds, but there's so no way he was, hold on. early. If he was the number one, official number one RB starting, you wouldn't put him in in the top 10 category? No. I I wouldn't put him top 10. Oh, sorry, um, top 12. We go top 12. Even Okay, even top 12. But he, he definitely... He definitely becomes uh, at least an RB2 candidate. Um, first of all, Kenyon Drake is a free agent and, you know, probably will be looking to uh, command uh, quite a bit of money unless the Cardinals franchise tag him. I don't believe they will. So if he goes and Chase Evans is the lead guy, you can't discount volume. We've seen we've seen less talented backs succeed as a lead back just based off of opportunity. So. Uh, you know, and he Chase Evans is pretty good. Yeah, um, but he, uh, I'm just saying he's not he's not someone I would target for my team. You know, if I get, if I got him later, I'd be happy. But I I wouldn't. I I just wouldn't trust him as a. He's, I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to be rocking your team. I think he'll, he'll have good input because he has the opportunity. Would you draft him as an RB three as the third running back on your team? Yeah. Okay. R RB two. As the second running back on your team? 
it only only if I had to, if it if it came down to it, somehow gotcha. everybody picked up all the running backs. He's the only guy left. Okay. I'd do it. Anthony, you have some stats for us? Yeah, I'm about to pull it up. I'm just getting some previous years too, because I believe he did have some uh great games. Oh no, he's definitely had great games. I just don't think he's a bell cow. He's not a true, but like he's a little bit small to be a true bell cow back. Like I've, I, huge volume might be tough for him, but he's really good catching passes out of the backfield. Really good at uh, uh, as a receiver, um, and he can he can break off big runs. So the guy, so here I, I have the stats here. So just to give you an idea of his size for those people that aren't too familiar with Chase Edmonds, he's five nine, two hundred ten pounds, and he's twenty four years old. Um, so the, his games in 2020, when he was in relief of Kenyon Drake, he had some weeks with 12, 17 points, uh, 12, 14, mediocre stat line. But you could say that, you know, maybe with, you know, training camp, if a training camp happens this year, if he is the true number one, uh, like stamp it in the sand earlier on, maybe he could be that guy. But I, I would have to agree that he would probably be uh, mid to low-end RB2. But I think the guy has a high ceiling. Like, he's a great receiving back, which is great for half-point PPR, PPR. Big so time. I think this is interesting on an offense that looks like it will thrive. Like, we were talking about um, J.J. Watt going there, you know, having a better defense, the offense being on the field a lot longer. Um, Kyler Murray, one of the top, uh, QBs in the league. You have DeAndre Hopkins there. Um, you got um, uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, what's the other guy? There's another guy that's Andy Isabella. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Is he's that there, who you're but... referencing? Larry Fitzgerald comes back. Dan Arnold. Well, Larry Fitzgerald. We'll get into that a little later, potentially, uh, with our main headline. But um, yeah. So I mean, he's put in a position to succeed will he we'll have to wait and see put it this way i would love to be able to draft chase edmonds on my team in where he would go right now in a draft assuming there might be another running back on the team but then he ends up being the lead back that's the kind of value i'd want for chase Edmonds. so you know as it stands right now he'd be a late round pickup right or maybe mid round maybe like eight nine ten tenth if round he- pickup Right now, if, right if Kenyon now. Drake, yeah, if Kenyon Drake were returning, let's say, oh, if he was returning, or yes, yes, yes. that would be where I'd want to draft him, having like the the back knowledge, of being like, no, Kenyon Drake's leaving. But if it's for certain that Kenyon Drake is leaving, and they announce him as the starter, he's already going to climb up the draft board. And then I'm kind of with Moose. I don't, I wouldn't be super excited to draft him, you know, pretty early, like in one of the first four or five rounds. I'm not psyched about that. Um, here's a little. Would you rather? Would you rather have? These are people probably around his spot. If he's the lead back, would you rather have Chase Edmonds or Ronald Jones? Chase Edmonds. Chase if Edmonds. He's, yeah, if he's the lead, this okay. is if he's the lead back. Yeah. Would you rather have Chase Edmonds or Kareem Hunt? Chase Ooh, Edmonds because nice. of opportunity. Lead back. Okay, that's interesting. Would you? Okay, would you rather have Chase Edmonds or DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift. I would only say Chase Edmonds because I know Detroit's going to be playing from behind and wow. I think it'll take a toll on DeAndre Swift in the back half of the season. Okay, fair enough. I would take Swift for upside. Um, DeAndre Swift or Melvin Gordon? Oh, sorry, Chase Edmonds or <laughs> Melvin Gordon. We're, we're switching backs now. Yeah, Chase, Edmonds like... or Chase Edmonds or Melvin Gordon? Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. Okay, well, so so he's but, up there then. Okay, he's okay, but, there. Yeah, but, but give, us, give us starting running backs. Well, well. Also, yeah, those were all those were all starting running backs except for Kareem Hunt. Who was the first one? I said Ronald Jones. Well, he's not. He's. I mean, that's Leonard Fournette's there as well. Well, we're not sure. sure we're not sure. But DeAndre Swift is a starter. Okay, Kareem Hunt's not, but Here. he's good enough. Um, I know, but I mean, if we're talking, you guys or Anthony put him in the RB two category. Like, there's no other RB two well, that I would put ahead. Of, like, I would not put Chase Edmonds ahead of most of them. Okay, well, look at it this way. So Kenyon Drake finished 14th in half-point PPR. So if he's gone, he has potential, to, and that was missing That's games. That's not how that works. 
But well, listen, that's with him, <laughs> but that's with him missing games. So the 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 RB two is thirteen to tw- to twenty four. So who was twenty four? J- so we'll we'll go up because you said mention RB two. Mike JD Davis Mc- was there. Wait, I wait, know wait, that. wait. JD McKissick at twenty four. Chase Edmonds or Jake, JD McKissick? Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds as the start as a starting running back. Yeah. Okay, Miles Sanders or Chase Edmonds? That's a great one. That that is a good one. That's a because that's, that's a closer. really good one. That's closer. I'd probably I'm t- I'm lean Miles Sanders. Sanders. I'd yeah. probably lean Miles Sanders for talent wise. Yeah, I would say that too. So then Dave, we hold got on. you're going with Miles Sanders even after all that. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. Yeah, but running quarterbacks really help the running backs. Yeah, look at Lamar Jackson oh. in Baltimore because it opens things up for them because you're keying off the quarterback. So then when you do run. It opens up space for them. And on top of it, Melvin Gordon was 13th on the year. You forget. So we just picked Chase Edmonds over him. But anyways, I'll give the last one and it will kind of tie into our, they said it on Reddit. So I don't want to go in deep with it, but David Johnson. Uh Melvin Gordon was the 13th. Yes. Yes. Because so many running backs get injured. That's the thing. Mike Davis was like 12th or four. What was Mike Davis, Anthony? Mike Davis was 15th. Yeah. But, wild. but he w- he took over the number one. So he was, yeah. but, but Melvin Gordon had uh, Lindsay there and, and Kenyon Drake was injured and made it to 14th. So was, like yeah. Chase so Edmonds, many injuries at running back. if Chase Edmonds doesn't get injured, which is highly like you could pretty much count on injuries for running backs to miss one or two games with something, a couple yeah. snaps. Yeah. So, so like the potential is there. So like, okay, so I'll, I'll say David Johnson or Chase Edmonds. Which we will save for our. Well, you can give your Reddit. answer, and then we can dive no, no, in. No, 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 no. Let's save it. Save it for later. Okay. But for they said on Reddit, because that's great. That's a great segue into it. Yeah, sure. I, would, yeah. I would pick Chase Edmonds. <laughs> uh, me too. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. We're not saving it. We'll... <laughs> um, okay, Moose, hit us with your headline. My headline came in earlier today. Uh, reports are multiple calls are in for tight end Zach Ertz to be traded somewhere. Um, which is kind of fantastic because I think there's a lot of teams who could benefit uh, from having Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, who was before this season, a highly sought after fantasy asset. He was in the category of George Kittle and Travis Kelsey just two years ago. Three-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, and a great fantasy tight end. So my question to you guys. Tier two. Sure. He's up there, though, like with how bad – the tight end landscape is he was big. Uh, I would this say there, year, there was a time he was in the tier one. Yeah, yeah there was a time he was earlier two. on. Yeah, not that long ago. Maybe maybe what? So 2019, he was yep. fifth. 2018, he was well, would have been 2018. He was good. Uh, he was good. Yeah, he was second. There you go. So my question, to you guys, is: Is there a landing spot for him where he would come back into relevance, like a weekly starter type tight end? Relevance. I mean, for me, it's it's all about who the quarterback is. Okay. If, if the it, it, the quarterback favors tight ends, or if the coaching favors tight ends, then Zach Ertz is goldmine. But if he I, land, I, if he lands on a team that doesn't favor passing to the tight end, then he have just one for you. Disappear. I know who you're going to say you go go Anthony Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Send him back with Wentz. 2018 oh. season. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. That's that's the dream spot. I wasn't going to say the Bears. That would be amazing if you went to, to the Colts. No, I thought so. Colts are the dream spot because Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator yeah. when they were so successful, goes back to Carson Wentz. You're right. That that would be huge. And they, they do like the tight end. I was going to say the New England Patriots, who have been without a tight end now since Gronkowski retired. But they love their tight ends. And they drafted two last year. But they drafted year. two. So yeah, like, yeah but, but didn't use them at all. But that, but that whole thing, I think, again, it goes back to the quarterback. I think Tom Brady was a big fan of passing to the tight end. Also, Gronkowski, it, it also matters on the tight end. Like, just because yeah. you're a tight end in New England doesn't mean you're Rob Gronkowski. Right. And I think uh, they Correct. had a special situation. Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski could, yes. if Aaron Hernandez didn't have all that stuff that went on with his life, they are both Hall of Fame tight ends. They would, well, Gronkowski is. Hernandez was on his way to be. Mm-hmm. So that was very unique for the Patriots. Yeah. Anyways, I think Bill, I think old Bill, big bad Bill likes his tight end. So that would be a good spot too, but interesting. All right. One more headline for you guys. And that is 
one that I wanted to bring up for probably a few episodes now, and that is that the New York Jets GM has announced that he is taking calls on quarterback Sam Darnold, inferring that he will listen to trade offers um, for his quarterback, which is a new stance from his previous stance, which was at this point last season was there's no way we're training, trading Sam Darnold or whatever, listen to trade offers. Now they're at a point where they're listening to offers, which to me means they want to draft Zach Wilson or Justin Fields with that number two pick and uh, move off of Sam Darnold. And I really think Sam Darnold on a different team in a different environment can be very successful and maybe even relevant for fantasy, but certainly for the offensive pieces on that team. So your Chicago Bears, Anthony, would be yeah. he'd be a great fit there. The New England Patriots, Moose, your New England Patriots would be a great fit. He's uh, 23 any, years honestly, old. You can put yeah. Sam Darnold anywhere right now, and it's going to yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. I just and I'm he, happy. They they underused him. There, there was so much critique about him when realistically it's not Sam Darnold that's the issue. It's the New York Jets. Yes. Yeah. And Adam Gaze ruining everything. Yeah. But uh, Sam Darnold, he's 23. I have him in the dynasty. So if he goes to a team and is you able to trade him, I did trade him. That is true. <laughs> oh, that's that's embarrassing. Uh, maybe you should be a coach for either the Texans or the Jets. You kept, oh, you kept Daniel Jones and you traded Sam Darnold. Well, I mean, if Saquon sh- could yeah. stay on the field, maybe it'll help Daniel Jones a little bit. So I know you traded for Saquon. We're getting off topic here. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, for sure. He's 23. He he he's still coachable. Like his career is not done. Like Moose said, it's the still Jets. coachable. He hasn't even started being coached. Exactly. Yes. Can't um, so yeah, he's going to be great wherever he goes. You can't get worse than the Jets. <laughs> as well, long as you, unless as, we have an even worse version of the Jets this year. Hopefully, he doesn't get worse. mono again and uh, have like a full season. <laughs> what that was two seasons ago when he had mono, or was yeah. it this past? Yeah. Big thing. I don't think you can uh, get it twice. I don't know if you can get it twice, but mono for men is actually a, it's a big deal. Damn. It, uh, I think it's in some cases it can be lethal. Really? Yeah. If your spleen ruptures, if your spleen ruptures. I don't. I don't know all the ins and outs. Not a doctor. <laughs> But uh, Dr. Moose, apparently that that's good. the case. It can be lethal. I would not go see Dr. Moose. Fremulon, not a doctor. Not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> What's that from? What show is that from? It's, uh, it's from, well, it's from a couple of shows, but it's, uh, you probably know it from the end of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, Brooklyn yes. Nine-Nine. Thank you. Thank you. Not, not sponsored. I think we're all supposed to say that. Yeah, Fremulon or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Neither of them is a sponsor. <laughs> all right. Um that's it for headlines. Let's get into our main topic of the day, which is free agent wide receivers and dream landing spots for those guys. So this is a maybe an unprecedented year in how many wide receiver free agents there are big name wide receiver free agents. And it's going to be very interesting for fantasy where they end up. So we want to talk about some of these names, what we think their potential is for fantasy, and then where we'd like to see them end up. All right, so let's kick it off with probably the, well, probably the number one guy on everyone's list, and that is Chris Godwin of what? the Tampa Bay number Buccaneers. One? Well, he's number one on the list that you posted, Anthony. Did you want me to use a different I, list? I Well, I didn't think you were going to bring up the <laughs> list that I sent you. I was trying to create content here. Oh, Dave, good Lord. <laughs> Just trying to create a little controversy, but you have to go. Okay. Well, I know, I know, who, I know who your true number one is, and that's... Allen Robinson, Roman numeral two. But that, but that's not because I'm a Bears fan. It's just a reality that he's played with terrible quarterbacks his entire career and has remained one of the top wide receivers in the league. And Moose even threw out the elite on our rankings episode. So Godwin, I don't think, has done it long enough to be the number one. So if you're elite with horrible quarterbacks as a wide receiver, should there be a new category for you? Can we call that Moose? This is a little throwback for you. Could you be Killer Elite? Circa Poorly. the 2011 movie with Jason or, Statham and Robert De Niro. Terrible movie. One of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. Or do you go? Or do you go from Elite to Legendary? Like, I don't whoa, know. whoa, no, Legendary. Is, okay, uh, here, here's the thing, because this is a really good point you brought up, Dave. Alan Robinson has never had a. How do I politely say this? decent quarterback decent so i could only imagine that if he was given 
you know, even just one step up, he could be <laughs> absolutely incredible. Yeah. I and agree. what is incredible? Like he, like he's been a top, what is it when he's healthy, he's been a top uh, 10 fantasy wide receiver in half point PPR. Like he could be within the top five for Easy. sure. He could even, he could finish his number one, number one. Yeah. He could be in that category. Like if you insert him with Aaron Rodgers instead of Devonte Adams or with Patrick Mahomes instead of Tyree kill. Yeah. He could be the number one guy. No problem. So I think that's very interesting where he could end up. So in his current situation, we all like him as a wider as a number one wide receiver in fantasy. Correct. Even with oh, Mitch yeah. Trubisky and Nick Foles. Okay. So where's your dream landing spot for Allen Robinson, Roman numeral two? Uh, I'll go because I've already said it. Uh, I think Baltimore would be great for him. Um, I know. Well, and this on. is let's, liter- let's, just, let's just get a little. Let's let's clear the air a little bit. I think we can just automatically say that the first two responses are always going to be Baltimore or the Patriots because both teams desperately need. Yeah, that kind of talent. Sure, that doesn't mean that's always going to be the dream spot, but yeah. No. Um, And I was just going to say that Moose says any step up would be better than those two quarterbacks. Like, we all know that Lamar Jackson's not the best passer in the league. So (laughs) he's literally, it's still better than the option, than the quarterbacks he's had. But um, I, I just think they need a true number one. And I think a true number one with Marquise Brown would be a great pairing. But, um, as far as like cap space, uh, I mean, there's other teams you can go to. Like, I mean, would it wouldn't it be hilarious if you went back to Jacksonville? <laughs> wow, with amazing. Trevor Lawrence. Wow, yeah, that's then they they'd have huge firepower. DJ Chark, him, Lavisca Chanel, James Robinson. What an offense that would be. Yeah. Um, the, like I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Jets. Like, I think they got to figure out their QB situation before they sign anyone. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, some of these teams that have the cap space for it, I think they have other issues they need to resolve first, like QB issues. So that's why I think like a team, like maybe even Miami, Miami with all the the moves they've made, I think Miami could be a good landing spot for him. Miami's a great spot. And I especially like Miami if they have a different quarterback there for for fantasy purposes. You know, um, if they were if <laughs> yeah. the Tua for Watson trade were to go through, if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, and then they get Allen Robinson, wow, yeah, I really like, like I like that. Where does Tua line up with Trubisky? He, and he, Blake he's Bortles? like, and give yeah. him a break. He had a half season, right? Yeah, I think he's got more. He's got more upside than than Mitch Trubisky for sure. But one team I'd like to see sign a big uh, wide receiver, but it's not going to happen, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, They just have so much trouble at that position. They don't have the money to do it because their salary cap they're in the in the negative, so they probably have to draft someone. But I'd love to see Jalen Hurts have some options and actually see what he can do uh, if they decide to go with him. But in terms of realistic landing spots, the Indianapolis Colts. I think the you know if T.Y. Hilton leaves or if they're not willing to re-sign him, they need somebody. So either they're going to go with the receivers they have, Michael Pittman, um, Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, or you bring someone like Allen Robinson in, you know, and Zach Ertz. Now you got Carson Wentz with that with that squad and that defense. Come on, killer! Yeah, that'd be a that'd be pretty awesome. Yep, be a Super Bowl team right there. I think. All right, Anthony, you pick next on the list. After uh, we've talked about Alan Robinson. I pick again. You pick. I don't know if you really picked. You just made fun of my, oh, okay. my pick. But. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, my next one I would have to say is probably Kenny Galladay. Um, a spot that I kind of like for him that I didn't think of before would be the Giants. Because the Giants got rid of uh golden tate they have sterling shepherd and darius slayton darius slayton um they don't and those guys can't stay healthy so they need not that kenny galladay can stay kenny galladay coming off of missing (laughs) the whole um, season yeah (laughs) but um with with the guy with that talent and hopefully fully recovered from the last season could go over there, be the true number one help out daniel jones because we know daniel jones has the talent it's just, I don't know. Um, 
I don't think it'll be a similar situation like how I've described that. I think Alan, a guy like Allen Robinson could help out or help bail out Lamar Jackson in some situations. But I think I think Allen Robinson, ha- if there is a guy that exists, he is that guy. For for the Giants? Yeah. For all the teams he's ever played on. Yeah. He's never had a decent quarterback. So yeah. be, his numbers are good because of him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say Kenny Galladay would be a good fit on the Giants or like a team like Miami. But um, I don't know. I think Kenny Galladay, <laughs> he, he's gotten it done on in Detroit. So I, I think his talent, like he's a big guy. Um, if he stays healthy, he's definitely, we've seen him appear in the top 12, I believe twice. Um, and I, I just think he's one of the higher end wide receivers in the league. So anywhere he goes will be fantastic. Kenny Galladay is very good. And yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, Anthony, that he's a big bodied wide receiver that can go up and get contested catches and especially red zone catches. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he had, uh, I believe, 10 touchdowns two seasons ago. So this past season, he was injured the whole season. But the year before, in 2019, I believe he caught double-digit touchdowns from Matty Stafford. So I'd like to see him go somewhere where he's going to be a red zone target, somewhere that needs um, a big body, and somewhere where a quarterback's going to be willing to, to toss it up to him. And I think that that landing spot could be our favorite uh, Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. He had 11 tutties, by the way. 11 tutties two seasons ago. Thank you. The Raiders need someone besides Darren Waller to catch the ball. They haven't found it through the draft. I don't think they have a, they don't have a lot of cap space at 15 million right now, but they can go and sign someone like Kenny G. That's a perfect spot for him. Moose could bring relevance to your favorite Derek Carr. It may be. But I mean, <laughs> but but they do have. I mean, they have two rookie wide receivers. Like you can't discount that. We know for our beginner listeners. Here's a little pro tip: rookie wide receivers usually take about three years to break out. So they've mm-hmm. just gotten their two. You know, I guess what they assumed would be part of their future plans last season: Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, Roman numeral three. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, right, I, I, right. I agree with you. I think. Sure. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Galladay would be great with the Raiders, but I don't but, think. But uh, yeah, with with the Raiders, I think since they got those young guys, they maybe should bring in like one of the veteran guys. Like, don't pay a lot for one since you know those guys are supposed to be super talented. You mean like, so you mean like Tyrell Williams or Nelson Aguilar? And but the other <laughs> no, thing no, too, no, like what uh, you got to think about those. Sorry to interrupt, because I just got to say it. Derek Carr has had elite talent before and has done nothing with it, so I'm not even sure. Who who were his elite talent? Why does um, wasn't Amari Cooper there? Elite? Oh yeah, Amari Cooper yeah. was there. But I think that was Amari Cooper dropped so many balls for the Raiders. But you forget Derek Carr's also first year. I think might have been with Amari Cooper was Derek definitely Carr's not. best year. It definitely nope. was not Derek Carr's first season when Amari Cooper was there. No, he's saying the first year that they were together was his best year. Derek Carr. That's what Anthony's saying. I okay. believe. Okay. Yeah. But Derek is coming off. A, he's coming off a decent year, actually. For Anyways, real, I don't want to get into a whole thing about Derek Carr. You know how I feel. Of about course, it. <laughs> the car is the uh, car is off the tracks here. Yeah. Um, so, Moose, in your opinion, for for beginners out there, Brian Edwards is a name they might not know, but he's someone who started came into the year injured, so he didn't get a lot of opportunity. He he could be that big bodied uh, red zone target. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah, you see someone to keep your eye on for sure. All right, Moose, why don't you go ahead and pick someone from the list? Uh, well, I'm going to, I can't believe, I mean, I feel like this is the most maybe controversial one, most interesting, but Juju Smith-Schuster. Ah, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes. We've been neglecting our TikTok audience by not talking about him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a good idea that he stays in Pittsburgh. I think he I should think go somewhere not, else. I don't think he's going to, unless he's willing to take a pay cut. Well, uh, yeah, he's already, he's already said, well, he said he wants to retire in Pittsburgh, whatever that means. And <laughs> maybe was that him announcing his retirement? He's like, I'd like to retire in Pittsburgh. Well, so he says, I want to retire Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, well, buddy, uh, you're quite some time away from retirement. So I don't know. You got to figure it out here because Pittsburgh Steelers have drafted considerably well at wide receiver. And I don't think Juju is uh, at the top of the talent pool anymore in Pittsburgh. 
But I do think if he goes somewhere else, I mean, whoever gets him, I think that's a huge bonus to whatever team picks him up. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Juju is, based off his last two seasons, uh, you know, I think three years ago, he was drafted as one of the top five wide receivers off the board. Um, but then in the past two seasons, he's, he's hasn't done great. So I feel like he's someone you can get really good value on next year, depending where he lands. Um, and he still has a talent level to be a top wide receiver, to be in that wide receiver one category. Um, it really depends on his landing spot. And I think that uh, there's plenty of them out there. A dream spot for me would be the green Bay Packers. And I know that he already, I think he was on Fortnite with a green Bay Packers jersey on his avatar. I think that's a great spot for him. Devontae Adams is the number one. He can be kind of that slot guy and more of, a, more of a possession receiver. He'd be great. Absolutely great there. Well, if he goes there, he'll have to cut that dancing crap out because I don't think Aaron Rodgers will stand for it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers yeah, might know. throw a fit. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers likes to, like, he's, Aaron Rodgers did the uh, hip thrust celebration from Key and Peel a couple times, and he's done the belt celebration. <laughs> oh, my like, God. He does, yeah, but, he, yeah, yeah. but here's, here's the thing. It's one thing to celebrate when you've scored a touchdown. It's another yeah. thing to celebrate before you've done anything. Oh, you mean pre- yeah, pregame. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Dancing on the logos for TikTok. Agreed. And then as soon as the season finished for Juju Smith-Schuster, he was back doing that silly little dance in public again and filming. Yeah, it. but so Anthony, you know, you're talking. Help himself. You were talking about early Deshaun Watson going for the money, going for the money. In my opinion, what Juju's doing, he's getting the money. You know, getting TikTok followers any way he can. He's using his uh, his celebrity status to to try and get more money. So uh, whatever, it, like it sucks. I find it really disrespectful what he did to those teams, like yeah. dancing on the logos. It's so unsport. I'm surprised there wasn't unsportsmanly like yeah. uh, penalties or something involved. Yeah. Me too. But um, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah, it's a different generation of athlete that's uh, that's coming up. We'll just say that. <laughs> Okay, another one, yeah. guys. We so the first name I mentioned that we didn't talk about was Chris Godwin, um, and whether you think he's one of the top names on the list or not, I think he is played through some injuries this year. He is a phenomenal wide receiver, and we forget that previous season, 2019, he finished as wide receiver number two overall on the season, um, and he was poised for another great one this year, but injuries held him back. I, I would like to see Chris Godwin stay in Tampa Bay because I think he'd be great in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Um, you know, And if he's there, I think he has the chance to be him and Mike Evans to be a top 12 wide receiver. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, but I also agree that they've got enough talent there already that they could, I don't know, Chris Godwin could be better somewhere else. Who's the other talent, Moose? I'm just interested to to know. Without besides Chris Godwin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, want to, you want me to say Mike Evans? <laughs> yeah, I think no, but I mean they, they've got they've got Scotty Miller, who obviously he showed he showed he's a very capable wide receiver. He's fast. He's fast yeah. Um, there was the the rookie, Tyler name, Johnson. Tyler Johnson, coming up. You know, I think they could. Uh, I don't think they need to keep Chris Godwin to be amazing. So Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, and Mike Evans, obviously. Mike Evans. Yeah. (laughs) You're mumbling, Anthony. What are your thoughts? Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, I mean, Godwin going somewhere else would definitely make my boy Mike Evans the true number one over there and make him what I believe he can be, which is a consistent wide receiver. But I, I think I was conf- confirming see- though, since we're Dave wanted to uh, bring up this <laughs> argument, you don't believe he's a true number one based on that statement, but go ahead. Continue. I don't believe he's a true number one. We just said, uh, sad, we, the way you said, just it, said it, it sounded like it. Well, like you said, he could finally be the true number one. Yeah, but, but you see, if finally, if Godwin goes back and then <laughs> Evans does the same thing, you're gonna be like, oh, it's because Anyways, Godwin's there. Let's, and get, back. let's get back to but, it. Yeah, but um, what I was gonna say is, um, I, I would uh, Godwin and Kenny Galladay are similar. So Godwin's year where he came in number two was Gall- Galladay's best year as well, where he came in number six. Uh, previously, and I was incorrect. Um, Galladay has not been in the top twelve 
another time. His the season before was he was number twenty one and Godwin was twenty five. So they're kind of similar in the sense they've had one big year and then they've gotten injured the year after and haven't pr- produced. Uh, Dave's not agreeing with me. No, no. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm. Like, I, I, I can see Godwin going to another team, but I don't know if he could be truly a number one depending on who his quarterback is. I, I feel like Kenny Galladay's raw talent is better than Godwin's raw talent just because of the size. Um, Godwin is a great receiver, uh, don't get me wrong, and I think he'll be the most successful if he stays in Tampa. But if he goes to a team like we were talking some of the other teams that are in dire need of a wide receiver, kind of like... Um, um, New England Patriots, the Miami Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. Depends who the oh. Let's take this into account. So let's say since Allen Robinson's not going back to the Bears, or it seems like he's not. If Galladay went to the Bears, and let's say Trubisky's still the quarterback, I don't think Gall- uh, I don't think Godwin would play as well as Allen Robinson or have as a productive season. So I, I think it's very it'll be circumstantial for him uh, to be to get back to being a top five wide receiver. So I think the best place for him is Tampa Bay. I just um, I, I just don't agree with that. I mean, he was okay. He was a, he was a top wide receiver with not a very good quarterback. But he was with a slinger. That yes, he did throw a ton of interceptions, but he's throwing he threw a lot. So if you go to a team like Washington where they're they don't focus on the pass as much as the run or yeah, on but, a heavy run team. I don't think uh, it's just how yeah, you're, I basing, assess you're, ba- you're basing that. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be in Washington. Right. We, you're but basing I, that. You're basing that off a fourth string quarterback. Right. But that's why I'm saying it depends where he goes. We don't know. Like if he goes to the jets and they have fields or like, I don't know how fields is going to play in his first season. So is Godwin going to produce. I don't know. Maybe he won't, and maybe another top receiver I, I won't. Think he, I think he goes anywhere where he has a competent quarterback, and he's going to excel. Yeah, but like, I don't think he goes back to top five. That's what I think. I don't I th- think, I his... think he does easily. I think whatever team he goes to, he he becomes the the piece, the offensive piece that they're going to build he's, around. He's a number one guy. So, you, like, I think maybe I misspoke. If he stays in Tampa, it limits him and Evans a little bit, but they're both reliable pieces. But I agree if with Moose here, if he goes to a place where he's the clear number one guy, he's gonna dominate for fantasy football. He he's he's I, an I wouldn't excellent say wide receiver. Dominate. I wouldn't say. Just because I'm assessing talent, I don't think he's gonna be bad. Like I, I still think he can make it into the top twelve, but I don't think he'll so be a top what, five. What makes you think he's not talented enough? Just from what I compared to the other free agents, I would take I would prefer like leave injuries out of it. Well, he's being injury prone too. I like Kenny Galladay's talent more, especially for fantasy because of being the big body and having the upside of touchdowns. Um, I just don't think Chris, I just would prefer those guys. I would prefer Allen Robinson. I would prefer Kenny Galladay over him. Um, if you want to throw some more out there, Dave, like who I would want over him. Like, yeah, I don't and, think and, he's I mean, elite. And, and, and that's fine to take those guys over him, but. I'm not saying that he's not talented. Like if you, he no, goes, no, no, but, he, yeah, but he goes somewhere like he should be targeted. Yeah. But I just he, said he, he would still make it into the top 12, but I don't think he's a top five guy. He doesn't go back to being that dominant. I think he can, if, if he gets, if he gets signed as the number one guy, he will be in the top 12, but I don't think he'll go top five, like finish top five in fantasy points. And well, it's always tough to finish top five, but he, I think he definitely has that. Um, potential to me strikes me kind of yeah. like like Stefan Diggs in that way like Chris Goffin's a great route runner he almost never drops a ball he can run any route he can you can use him as in the slot you can use him out wide he's not a big guy like Kenny G sure but uh, I'd love to see and him as, as a number one can, guy he can catch a football with only uh, three out of five fingers right because he busted two of them yeah, but he, he was catching balls do you see the cast he had on and he was still catching yeah. balls like it, i mean to me that that's the sign of talent <laughs> he had a cast on and he's and he's catching footballs and that's i mean some guys can't catch a football with with all 10 fingers available <laughs> yes. yeah but but i know but i'm saying like he's played what last year was his third season so he's had one season as the 20 finished 25th playing all 16 games so his rookie season finished 25th right. 
That's yeah, important. That's a big deal. Right. But same thing with Galladay, I believe. It was the same. I know, but year. we're not. It's not a comparison here. We're talking about if yeah, Godwin I'm, goes to another team. You're saying that oh nope, he's that's it. He's only going to be good if he's in Tampa. No, but. that's not what I said. I will say for the third time, I do think he'll be number twelve, but I don't think he will be dominant. Like the like he but, won't be in the top but, five. Uh, that doesn't make sense. If he's in the top twelve, like you're, you're dominant. That's not. That's not Mike Evans made it in the top. You never said he was dominant to be consistent. <laughs> yeah, is, here we go. This is this is my opinion about it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you, but, if you're in the top twelve, you're, that's you're doing it. well. You yeah, know, you're dominating. So yeah, you're I, doing, I don't know. no, no, doing well I, I and dominating is too different. Top twelve, I'm happy. I, if you're if you're only wanting to have uh, wide receivers in the top five, it's crazy. Uh, right. we'll, we'll but, let... No, but 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 look, like, just to finalize it, when we say elite, that's that's a tier above the others. So to say somebody's doing, if you say you're doing well in class or you're dominating in class, it's not the same thing. He will do well, <laughs> but he's not dominating. I don't think I don't, he will. I don't dominate. know how many people say they dominate in class. Do you see that math class? Dominate. I dominated that, that class. test. I got a plus. Cal- but, uh, calculus is mine, man. <laughs> doing well is not dominating. Like he's not elite. Elite receivers belong in the top five. I think he'll be good enough to be in the top twelve or just outside of it as a number one on a number uh, on another team. Just how I assess talent. What am I saying? I'm not going to draft him. No, I'll draft him, but I don't think he'll be as good as some of the other people out on the board that yes, the, are the two ten, number the one. 10 other people or 11, 11 other uh, people above him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll leave it to listeners to decide if Chris Godwin is elite or, or killer elite or, or if he's dominating or none of the above. Um, just to wrap up guys, I'll th- I'm going to throw out some names and you rank them for me in terms of regardless of where they end up, how you would uh, draft these guys or rank them in fantasy football. So, so they're, not, they're not associated to a team. Regardless of team. Uh, yeah. Will Fuller, Roman numeral five, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones Jr., Curtis Samuel. Will Fuller, Roman numeral five, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones Jr., and Curtis Samuel, regardless of team. Curtis Samuel, Davis, Jones, Fuller. Okay, and you have Fuller last because of injury and risk of suspensions and such? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Inter- interesting you put Curtis Samuel first. Anthony? Uh, I would put Davis first. Uh, I would put Fuller second. I would put Samuel third. And who was the other one? Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Jr. Marvin Jones last. <laughs> um, and I also go Marvin Jones last. Marvin Jones Jr. last for sure. Um, we know how I feel about him. I, I go Will Fuller, Roman Normal 5 first because, you know, whether it's illegal or not, it doesn't count for fantasy. So as long as he's on the field, he could be dominating. I go Corey Davis second, Curtis Samuel. He has third. never dominated. So he was, he was doing amazing this year until he got suspended. He was doing well. I don't know if we'd call that dominating. He was like a top 10 guy. No, he, was he, 10 he, he was actually dominating. His, yeah. his fantasy points per game were ridiculous. But that could be yeah. yeah this year. Yeah, you should double check that. Uh, we, we have brought that up numerous times on the podcast that he was on the verge of like <laughs> breaking fantasy records. And then he uh, just... I don't think so. I don't think he was. Are you pulling it up, Dave, or... I got, his, like were- I got his points. Like uh, we got 15, zero, classic Will Fuller. 13, 19, 13, 21, 11, 18, 6, 11, 32. Uh, he finished, well, he was the, year, very consistent. finished the year 32. Yeah, so dominant. Finished year 32 without playing five, four games. Five games. Five games. Finished year as a 32. So he finished yeah, year so- almost a wide receiver two without playing five games. So yeah, not dominant. And plus, and plus, with that too, we don't know if the PDs had a, an effect on it. But I, yes, I, I, I understand the reason why I put him two, and it's it was hard for me to put him at number two because he usually does miss games. He's he's not on the field the whole season. He's never played he, a full season, right? So okay, here's a more telling stat: points per game. He was sixth among wide receivers at fourteen point eight, just behind AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley. So he pretty good. Yeah, well, but, he had that big thirty-two point game. I think that passed. Yeah, also, that. yeah, and he had a zero <laughs> that game. It's true. Yeah. Right when Bob, uh, when Bill O'Brien was still running the running the show in Houston. Yeah. So, anyways, I think talent wise and production wise, he's something to think about. But I get it. I get the risk. There's definitely risk there. Yeah. All right, guys. 
Should, shall we move on to the aforementioned they said it on Reddit segment? We should, and we shall. <laughs> Moosey, do you have it drummed up? I have it drummed up. It's just All loading right. here. So today's they said it on Reddit is from user AJH6W. And the topic is, you're not high enough on David Johnson in 2021 redraft formats. Gentlemen, why are you not high enough on David Johnson? Well, first of all, we should establish how high we are on him. <laughs> um, I'm fairly low on, on David Johnson. I currently have him ranked 27th among running backs. So probably pretty low. And I read through um, this. What was the user? User's name? User DJ, oh, AJH6W. AJH6W read it really good, uh, really well written uh, and put and coherent arguments that he put together. Um, basically, to sum up his argument for why David Johnson should be higher on everyone's list was opportunity and volume. Uh, with Duke Johnson leaving and uh, his argument be and being the Houston Texans probably won't look to bring someone else in at running back, David Johnson's going to be the sole um, bell cow back. And uh, he's great in the red zone, his really good red zone numbers. He he's catches passes out of the backfield. And in the games that he did play, which was like 11 this year or whatever it was, uh, he was fantastic. My contention is that, sure, yes, that's correct. I agree. But why? he's just such a risky pick. Like he's he's getting old. He's coming on an age. And he's what? He's getting old. <laughs> and I just don't want to pick as like my wide, my running back two, almost pulled Nancy there, as my RB two or even three someone who's so risky now ajh63 did put in his article if you do draft david johnson draft someone else later who's reliable that you could fill in if he does get injured like a um, chase edmonds yeah because you're gonna but you will want david johnson's production but that's not my strategy and my style i, I would prefer to have people that i can already rely on yeah. in my top positions yeah that's what i was so, gonna say I, I would say the opposite strategy is probably more beneficial like David David Johnson should be looked at how people were looking at Todd Gurley this season. Mm. You know, try to get try to get. Obviously, he has uh, potential, but his knees. You know, blah blah blah. We all know the Todd Gurley story. Same thing with David Johnson. He's getting up there in age. He has had some injuries, so I wouldn't take him as the guy who I expect to get me points every week. I'd rather take him in that flex position or as a backup in case of injuries. Yeah, I, I had him at 24 and it was only because I felt that he would get the opportunity over there because he's the the main guy over there. But I think I might drop him because the issue is that let's say Deshaun Watson does sit out. Um, they're obviously going to be playing from behind. And I don't think this sets David Johnson and aging David Johnson up for success if they're always playing from behind. And just the wear and tear it's going to put on him. I think I don't. I think it would be a terrible season for him. They're going to be so bad and going to have to air the ball out a lot uh, to try and catch up <laughs> and try and win games. So I just don't think he's set up for success. And, and listen, David Johnson could end up finishing pretty high in the end of year rankings. Right. I absolutely see that happening. But he won't. I don't think he's going to end up being someone that you would have wanted to have drafted on your fantasy team because of the games he will end up missing. He played eleven last year. Uh, he missed a whole chunk of time the year before. He's had major injuries. Uh, potentially a better strategy would be, you know, draft someone more reliable early on and then towards the end of your draft next year, whoever whoever the Houston Texans backup running back is, draft that guy. Because whatever game David Johnson's not playing, that person's going <laughs> to have some opportunity and you will have got them basically for free. Well, here's, here's what I was going to say exactly that. I mean, everybody gets so focused on the next guy or the big name and that's it. So they're saying, okay, Duke Johnson's gone. Ooh, David Johnson, big name. I remember that guy. He was so good, but you got to look a little bit deeper and um, they have buddy Howell and Scotty Phillips who are both, you know, uh, they could be, they could be all right running backs. And, you know, it's like we're saying about chase Edmonds. If you're, if you're of the mindset that, you know, opportunity will get you fantasy points and, and move you up the board. Then you know by that logic, Buddy Howell and and Scotty Phillips could could be exactly that. Should David Johnson get injured, or these guys show that they're he will um, uh, he will miss time like yeah, he just or or these guys just 
do better than him at camp because he is an yeah. older running back. So yeah, he's going to slows be... down, you know, yeah. not as fast. Maybe these guys will just move up ahead of him. And, and, and you got to ask yourself that question, you know, did the Texans release Duke Johnson, you know, for that reason, because they trust in, in David Johnson or cause we want these young guys to come up, you know? So it's uh don't, don't forget about those two names. Good, good, good point to bring up. And David Johnson's 29 will be 30 uh, this season. So, and he's, he's seen better days for sure. So the talent levels there for sure. And I agree with the arguments that that Reddit user brought up, but no, I'm steering clear, steering yep. clear. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm high enough on him. I have him in the right spot. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't want fact, to be higher. In, yeah. In fact, I think, uh, what's the username again? AJH3. Hold on one sec. Is, I think he's so high on him. He might be Josh Gordon level high on, uh, on this wow, that uh, <laughs> was maybe a little inappropriate. Okay, <laughs> okay, it's still PG. It's still PG. Um, I lost my web browser. Oh, here it is. Uh, the user <laughs> is uh, AJH6W. AJH6W. Well, there you go. You might you might be too high on David Johnson. So, uh, but please, I'd love to discuss it uh, further. Even have him on the podcast to discuss. All right, guys. Um, Let's finish up with what we were drinking. I'll kick us off here. Yeah. I, uh, I have something from uh, a micro brewery called Pit Caribou. Oh. And it's called La Bonne Aventure, which in English would mean the good adventure. And it's, uh, it's an amber beer, 5%. And it's got, a, it's got an old sea captain on it with the, the yellow coat and the yellow hat if that helps looks kind of like uh the fisherman's friend exactly cough cough uh, syrup symbol exactly that guy is it tasty moose amber ale it's very big amber guy are you an amber guy i enjoy a good amber did you enjoy a little rickard's red back in the day yeah but that's not like a good amber that's just that's run-of-the-mill amber generic Yeah. yeah um as promised uh i have a new beer that i have never had on the podcast before and it is a Forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. A Duvel, uh, which is a Belgian golden ale, 8.5%. Um, it is very good. It's in a little stubby bottle. Um, I already had a buzz going on earlier today, and it has added to it. Um, but it is very tasty, and I feel refreshed. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, which is way better than than how you feel when you're having your your curs original. So the curs, and I myself, your uh, lovely host, is having a Vancouver Island Brewing Victoria Pilsner. Uh, Moose and I, you, we visited Vancouver oh, yes. Island. Yes, Brewing. I have the uh, I have the baseball cap. You have the baseball cap, and nice. you loved a lot of their beers. I don't think we sampled the Pilsner. It's called a Victoria Pilsner. That was um, the that was the place where I said that this is the only fruity beer. I've ever enjoyed You've ever liked. Yeah. They had some like sort the of like black hint of blueberry blackcurrant. Yeah, that exactly. was it. And, um, oh, Courant. love to support the local, <laughs> love to support the local breweries. And fun fact, people, a little geography clarification, Vancouver, there's Vancouver Island and there's Vancouver. Okay. Two separate places. Vancouver is the city, which is part of mainland British Columbia. Wait, wait let me guess. Vancouver Island is the Island. It is. It is its own mm. island. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mine Nailed below. it. Very good. Separated. Vancouver is not on Vancouver Island. They are two separate places. And, uh, of course, Victoria is the main city here in Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island Brewing. Beauty. Any words of wisdom, guys, for us? I don't have words of wisdom, but I'll tell you what I was watching today. <laughs> Please. It's, uh, it's very interesting. So my aunt has a farm, and uh, they put up, like, a webcam. And one of the sheep is apparently going to give birth tonight. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so my, kind my whole, of fun to watch. Yeah, my whole, my creepy, whole, my whole family has been tuning in to see when this sheep, sheep, lamb. I don't know. No, lamb's the baby. Yeah. So when, when the, the lamb sheep is born. will give birth. Yeah. The man. So it just sounds weird when the Mare? sheep. When no, the mare's sheep horse. Yeah, it does sound weird. What's a female sheep? The, There's got to the be a shep, name. When the Shep gives birth. 
<laughs> That's definitely not it. Anyways, uh, I'm finding it out. Also, well, a goat, a goat baby is a isn't it a a kid? A goat is a kid. Yeah, a female sheep is called a ewe. E w e. Where the heck? Oh, yeah, ewe lamb. And the process of giving birth to lambs is called lambing. So Moose is tuning in. (laughs) Good old fashioned lambing tonight. (laughs) Should that's a live streamable event right there. Um, I myself spent um, yesterday, not all of yesterday, but I watched the final, I think, episode in the whole series of WandaVision. Oh, very good. I did yesterday. too. Uh, and it was it was pretty awesome. I like it. And I think it's it's set up some other stuff for the Marvel Universe. Uh, That's what they do. All their all stuff like is obviously do that. Yeah. I, I was a little disappointed with it. It was well, a great say, episode. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. Our viewers might not have seen anything either. So oh, don't, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, Anthony. Well, we, don't wanna, we don't want to be those Well, that's guys. my opinion. You liked it. I It was okay. It, it, sounded, was it sounded like you're about to explain something. I got that. Yeah, I, I, exactly. my, my spidey sense ticked in. It was like, oh, he's about to spoil something. <laughs> so I just Remember 90s to... Spider-Man? The spidey sense? Or the original was Spider-Man? The Spidey oh, the Sense original. thing. Like, like, which, like which one? The the car- cartoon from the 90s or like the Hanna-Barbera Bar- one? No, the Hanna-Barbera one, Spidey Sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one was with that classic, uh, what is it? The 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 meme with the pointing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's the multiple Spider-Man. <laughs> but yeah. also his Spidey Sense, I, I yeah. forget which one, but in the Hanna-Barbera one, it never kicked in early enough. Like he's like, my Spidey Sense is tingling. Then he'd get like clocked in the face. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> Great. Like, well, yeah, but Dave, think about think about every spider you've ever squashed. Like they're they never none of them have it fast enough. Yeah, it's like a thing. Fair enough, but what's the point of this spidey sense if it doesn't just get so you, you can, out of danger? Just so you know, some people like to see it coming. Brace yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm about to get nailed. <laughs> I mean, they have for, like it'd uh, be good for wide receivers. Like how many how many eyes drilled. do they have? Spiders have what like eight eyes. Maybe more. Uh, eight legs. They like to, they like to eyes, see yeah. it coming. They like to see it coming. <sighs> they definitely see it coming. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I don't think nope. so. I think okay. that's it. All right. Well, <laughs> that does it for this episode of the podcast. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.